grab your favorite beverage, kick up your feet as you ascend with me into the joy portal of soul reflections, fresh perspectives, fun ideas, and wisdom. Light to light and heart to heart. Smile and breathe even deeper as together we will soar above the perception of all hurdles and shine brightly as the light we are. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Light Laughter and Lattes. My name is Jerry Habstreet. I'm an evasive quantum healer, medical intuitive, and self-ascension intuitive counselor. And so happy to be here with you all today. And I want to welcome everyone out there. Hi, if you are watching via Oneness Talk Radio, Facebook, or YouTube, um, jump in the chat and say hi. We love to have you here with us. And if you're listening later via podcast on Spotify or one of the other outlets, you know, come on over to Oneness Talk Radio and catch this show live on Wednesdays at, um, let me see, be 3 p.m. Pacific time. So hi, Sarah. Namaste. Glad you're here. So today, today's an interesting day. We are a couple of days into the retrograde pre-phase, and I think Everyone is noticing it. There is so much going on with electronics. And of course, if you're going through a massive cleanse like I am, um, that affects electronics too, because of course your energy affects everything. So I'm just leading with this because it has been interesting (laughs) even starting up the show. So um, I just want to preempt this with, I'm crossing my fingers that this whole show is going (laughs) to work out right based on how we're starting. So um, um, so with that being said, I want to welcome my guest. She, um, I had her on my podcast like a few years ago before I was even a live stream. And she has a fabulous story that I want her to briefly tell everyone because I think it goes so well with creating an amazing 2023. And that is what we're going to go over some tips 2023 is going to be huge. It is the energy of the storm. See the oneness and reclaim mastery. And so what does that mean? We're going to talk about that. And um, so jump in and say hi. And um, without further ado, I'm going to bring in Moonwalker Tucker. Hey, hello, everybody. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Moon. So... Sammy is what I knew her before, and now she's adopted a name that was given to her, and she's now coming out with her new name, which I love. So, um, Moon, no, forgive me if I screw up, because this is the first time I'm connecting you with again, because she's another Boisean. (laughs) This is the first time I'm connecting with her with her um, claimed name. So, First of all, I want you to share share a little bit about your name and then tell us the story of that changed your whole life. Okay, great. I'm, you know, Jerry, thank you for having me on the show. It's really an honor. I love your audience. Um, I'm so glad that we've connected after so many years apart, and I can't wait to see your face and give you a physical hug. So hopefully that'll happen soon. Um, yeah, I'm a woman of many names. If you look on my credit report, I have about 24 different variations. And I think it's kind of like, it's a reflection of how we evolve through our life. And I was born on a pivotal day in America and the world. I was born on the day that man walked on the moon, July 21st, 1969. 
And my dad was really super high and thought that, because it was the 60s, um, my name should be Moonwalker. So he named me Moonwalker. My mom named me Melissa. My grandfather named me Sam. My grandma called me Mo. I mean, I've always just had a lot of names. And in the iterations of the expression of this form, um, I moved to Mexico last year, really high energetic vortex in Puerto Vallarta, and just realized what was I holding myself back from? I, I always, I, I'm Moon. And so I just decided to adopt the name Moon. And it just fits who and what I am about right now, expressing myself. And I went through life not expressing myself. And so I know there are millions of women out there that can relate with that. I was born in a very patriarchal family in the middle of you know Indian Reservation, uh, South Dakota, Nebraska, where it was work or you don't eat. And very hard life, good people, but a lot of trauma. And I did not know how to express my voice. I did not have my own identity. And there was a lot of abuse. And so I grew up angry and trying to be the best man I could in this female body. And that led to a lot of fighting and contention, I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, first within myself, because I never knew how to put myself first. I never knew who I was. And then with everybody around me. So I did everything that I could to get my grandfathers and the male uh, role models in my life, their attention approval. And so joined the military, married the guy that, you know, they, they said I should marry and all of these things. And it just year after year after year, I got more and more and more depressed. And Jerry, I was depressed at the age of six. I remember that was the first time I thought that I just didn't want to live through life. And by the time I was 41, I was going through my third divorce. My kids wouldn't talk to me. I, my life was just a wreck. And so I did the only thing that I knew how to do, having so many years working for the military and being in the military, I sought after a job that would take me to Afghanistan. And my whole goal was to come back dead. It was, it was like my honorable suicide plan. And so I'm training with this unit, getting ready to go to Afghanistan. And, you know, I've kind of always been an overachiever in a certain areas of things. And I wanted out of this life so bad that I preempted and self-sabotaged my own suicide plan with a near-death experience. You can see I'm, I'm missing most of my left arm. And on October 10th, 2010, I ended up crashing my motorcycle in a one-room or a one-person accident and watched as my arm got ground off and watched as my whole identity just shattered. And I'm laying in a ditch bleeding out and it, and it hit me. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually dying. And I wasn't scared. I wasn't upset. Uh, I had this like flashback of my life, but it, there really weren't any clear pictures. It was just this overall gray film of, of regret and remorse. And so I'm laying there in the ditch and I did something that you and I know all the audience is going to be able to resonate with. For the first time, I took a deep intentional breath. And I just felt the air go in my nose and down and fill my belly. And I just noted for the first time how good that felt and how relaxing it felt. And I didn't know if it was going to be my last breath. So I focused on the next one. And I was getting weaker and weaker and weaker. I mean, my artery was gone. I only had a, a minute or two. And somewhere between that second and third breath, everything shifted and I left my body and I entered 
the space that always is. You know, I, I used to say that I kind of left my body, but I, at the same time, I think I went in my body and I felt one with everything. And, and the way that I saw what was around me changed, it was like I could taste sound and hear smells and, and all of that. And I had such amazing peace. And then I heard a voice and the voice just, it came from me, within me, around me, through me. And it simply said, you are mine. Whew, Jerry, I'd been raised uh, Pentecostal, Baptist, Catholic, Lutheran, Church of God, kind of a plethora. And every time we'd switch churches, there was a new rule book that I needed to follow and a new guidepost that I needed and a checkbook, right, that I needed to mark off all these things for me to be saved and be okay. And just the essence and the, the complete feeling of love and oneness that I felt with just those three words totally obliterated all of those constructs of who I thought I was and who, who, what I thought God was and what I thought reality was. And I just basked in that, that, that feeling. It was the first time in my life I felt completely welcome and loved. And Source went on to have a really interesting one-way conversation with me and guided me through the most beautiful healing path, showing me how I had developed my beliefs and what a belief was and how to look at them and, and watch them collapse under the weight of not true, how to differentiate between lies and truth. And all of that knowing is within the body. And I knew that I was going to live. And all I knew, like the woman that was drugged into that ditch by that motorcycle was not the woman that was carried out because I for the first time, Jerry got excited about life. I'm laying there bleeding out in the ditch going, I don't know what this means, but it's going to be freaking amazing. I was so excited. And, you know, as things happened, a soldier came by and put a tourniquet on my arm and, and I lived, but I, I lived, but I first started, I'd started living that day for the first time in my life. And that sent me on a now 12 year journey of really looking at what is a human? What is a soul? Who am I? Am I separate? What's my identity? Is it fluid? Is it locked? What is, what is you know, um, karma? What, just how does this beautiful life experience emerge, evolve, and fulfill me and others? And so that's, that's what led me to Boise to reconnect with family. And then I ended up meeting you that wonderful, fateful night. And I have since gone on to speak on stages and to coach and to talk about really what it is to live because Jerry that day in that ditch when I'm laying there I never had allowed myself to be happy and I'd never allowed myself to live my own life and I think that that's what millions of women right now are feeling who am I and what is my life about and how do I live it my way how do I how do I put myself first how do I live my life because there's really not a lot out there. There's nothing in mainstream programming that's teaching us how to do that. No, absolutely not. And so now you are a, you want to share everyone with everyone what? Inner healing guide, because it all of our healing, all of our wounds, our whole reality is between this year and this year. And right. if we are struggling with any area of life, it's first comes to a story within us. Right. What are the lies that we're believing? 
-hmm. And just because we believe a lie doesn't mean that we're a liar or that the person that taught us that lie is bad. It's just a not truth. It's not in aligned with our divine self. So my, my forte is working with women. And I love working with women because as you may have picked up from my childhood, I hated women. I was born <laughs> in this masculine environment and to be female was shamed and shunned in my family. So um, I know that pain deeply and personally. Hmm. It, it just, it's, I'm reflecting on how, how amazing each of our journeys are, how we came in and, and birthed ourselves into the experiences we needed to have to evolve to where we are now. Yeah. And, and all of our journeys are so different, but yet they're equally, equally profound. I mean, especially when I talk to people who are, who are on the, the self-ascension path or on the inner journey, spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call it, um, a, good, a good majority of us have had really challenging um, lifetimes because it's our job. I mean, through mastering our way through those, you know, and, and not leaving, not exiting, <laughs> in, in mastering our way through those, we're able to come out of it and see, wow, I mean, look, look what a creator I am. Look what I did. And now I'm going to take this energy and focus it in another direction and create something equally amazing, but the opposite <laughs> of what I just experienced. <laughs> yes, you hit the nail on the head. When I look at my arm now, this is the greatest gift I've ever given myself. Because when I first, before I even got into the spiritual depth of, of true relationship with creator and self, I looked at my arm and went, wow, this is amazing because I created this. I, my, my, my more expansive, more aware self, gave myself permission to, in this lifetime, whatever it takes. She's not going to check out. She's not going to commit suicide. Whatever it takes because we are living in the most pivotal, the most pivotal time in human history. I mean, other, like, uh, like Dr. Jean Houston likes to say, other timelines and eras thought they were it, they're wrong. This is it. You're right. You're exactly right. right. Yeah. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm smiling about your arm talking about creating because as a medical intuitive, so that's what I do is, is give people, you know, the reasons why their body are... All of our inner things are connected with our body parts, basically. Yeah. And so your arms are about creating and your left arm is about the future. And so you were like, I have no future. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. And the universe said, no, we'll just take your arm. <laughs> that, that, pla that place where that energy is stuck, we'll just get rid of that. And you don't need to deal with that energy anymore. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I, I, I remember because with all the Christian background afterwards, I was like, huh. You know, the Bible says, and I'm not taking this literally, never did at the time. If your left hand causes you offense, cut it off. I thought, well, <laughs> okay, that's, that's, um, that's pretty intense. Yes, yes. I, so I, um, I think everyone is probably feeling the intensity that is kind of, it, it's like a snowball starting to slowly roll towards the New Year's. And into 2023. And so those of us who are conscious, I mean, we can see how the frequencies have been getting higher and higher and intensity has been getting more polarity has been getting more. Yeah. So it's going to continue. <laughs> That's not going to get better. I mean, there's, there's, 
I know many people on the spiritual path that believe, oh, well, the new world's coming. The new world's coming. No, it's it's here. You have to move into it with your energy and your consciousness. In mm-hmm. all these high frequencies, this past year has been all about the moons, the new moon, the full moon, the equinoxes and the eclipses, where the planet Gaia herself has said, you know, let me give you a massive frequency of energy to help you uplift. So those who are awake are taking that energy and going, whoa, you know, and processing it. And the old is coming out, right, kind of like right now during this um, retrograde. And those that aren't awake are probably getting that energy and, you know, spewing it out, digging in their heels, maybe being more activistic, more angry, projecting it on other people. So both experiences are happening simultaneously. The good news is, is our creation capacity right now is off the charts. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And, and, you know, reflecting back on what you said, we're, we're coming into a new earth. And as, as females, like we have all incarnated in both masculine and feminine bodies, and we have a tendency towards one or the other, obviously, I mean, there's, it's duality, we like one more than the other. I truly believe that I came into the, this lifetime as a female, because I have resisted the creative, expressive powers of the feminine energy. And it is us right now, Jerry, that are that we are incubating the embryo of the new world within us. And it's the visions that we hold and it's the things that we give our awareness and our attention to that move that new world from possibility to probability. And we as women are birthing a new world. We're not here to save the one that we're in. We're here to birth a new one. And that's what's so exciting about all of these energies, because yes, they're coming from above and below and the earth and the divine. And it's so wonderful that we can be lovingly present to hold space for those who aren't awakening, because imagine this jolt, this high level of energy coming through a consciousness that isn't aware, that's going to spark fear and anger and confusion. And I love it when I see people who are of a more expansive awareness that have deep compassion for those who don't. And when we can start sending them love, Putin, Trump, Biden, all the people that have been, you know, the, that, that, that the media wants us to pick apart and spread our anger towards, ah, let's just love them because they too came here voluntarily to play that role right now to accelerate this rift between the two worlds. So how grateful are we to them for, for playing that awful role? Thank God. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, that's a soul sucking role. Can you imagine? (laughs) Well, you, you've said a few things. So what you're describing is a couple of things. You're describing the seventh dimension, which Mm -hmm. is open now due to all the polarity and stuff that's going on. And the seventh dimension is where we're being asked to hold the space for 2023. And the Mm -hmm. only way to stay there is to be in complete non-judgment. And first that happens with letting go of judgment of self. And once you can totally do that, you can hold it open for everyone. And that's where you, and that's part of the storm that's coming is for those that can hold open the space of the seventh dimension, they can stand in the center of the storm and basically say, forgive them. They know not what they do. 
because they're not awake to what's going on or how things are happening, or they've chose to play another role and they, you know, that's what they're doing. So the more of us that can hold the space of compassion without getting excited or upset or angry or, you know, what, whatever the emotional draw might be, we can actually hold open this seventh dimensional space and allow everyone to have their experience, stabilize the planet and create spectacularly in 2023. And Absolutely. 2023 is a seven, which is in alignment with the seventh dimension. And the seven from Ascended Numerology is all about your left arm going up to your vision, meaning we can create this whole year with our vision. The whole year is going to be based on what can we visualize and the creation energy will happen through our vision. So Mm -hmm. exactly what you were saying about holding the vision, that's going to be a huge part of 2023. No matter what you're seeing, see what you want to see. You know, hold the highest in each person, hold the highest, no matter how they're expressing, see their highest version, see the highest version of everything. And that's how we will help create an amazing 2023. Yeah. And it helps when you're looking at people to realize, and and this is something that I, I remind myself of all the time, because it's so easy to forget that right now, because of the advancement of our consciousness and our soul's journey, and I'm talking to you and I and every person hearing this, because of that, we are at a space right now where the individuals that come across our path and are in our experience are curated to help us identify what is still within us that triggers us into judgment. Mm -hmm. So when we are triggered by somebody and we just can't stand it and we respond and we act out of anger or frustration, that is our oversoul saying, stop and look. Mm-hmm. This is you as well. Now it's a time to release that and heal that. Mm-hmm. That person is there just to mirror that back to you. So with that, I would highly recommend that people in the year 2023 curate what they take into their consciousness. If you can find a way to stay aware of what you need to stay aware of and not watch TV, not watch the news, not listen to talk radio that's just streaming in the background, be very, very specific in what you put into your consciousness. Because like you said, Jerry, the powers and the speed of manifestation right now is absolutely mind boggling. And so we can no longer afford to pay attention to the things that we don't want to have into our 2023 and beyond. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And and this storm that that's really going to be the energy of 2023 is a storm of consciousness, Mm -hmm. meaning everyone's consciousness because the frequencies are so high right now and we're in a space of instant manifestation that all the stuff that's in our subconscious is going to come out and we're going to have to look at it. And that's going to create a storm for everyone. Everyone's going to be going through their own personal garbage until they can look at themselves and see, oh my goodness, this is coming from within me. I created this. So now I'm going to uncreate it. (laughs) And it's going to take a whole lot of love. It's going to take a whole lot of love, a whole lot of forgiveness, a whole lot of presence And those of us who have done a pretty good job of 
doing the work for so many years, us holding the space for that and not yes. getting drawn into it. Yeah. You know, and standing it, in the gap for those who are just on the cusp mm-hmm. and standing in the gap and healing like right now, Jerry, I'm sure you've done this and you teach this and you help people with it as well. But we are consciousness now because time is not linear. It's circular. We are we are moving into our past. And right now we have the power to change the past on our soul line and then the consciousness of humanity as well, simply through forgiving. Mm-hmm. Simply through forgiving. So that would be a primary theme from this day forward for everybody is how can I how can I forgive myself today? Because when we forgive ourselves, all of that ancestral lineage also gets released. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you're a lineage holder, which I know you are, because you probably wouldn't be sitting here. (laughs) But yeah, exactly. And I can't tell you how many times I've released something. And I've noticed both my daughter and my mother will respond. Like my lineage forwards and backwards will both like, will all three be sick at the same time releasing something. Or when I release something, then a little bit later, um, the experience will happen through my daughter and my mother. So I see direct results all the time in my lineage with the healing work that I do on me. And anytime I do a forgiveness practice, and this is so much fun to notice. I mean, I went through a really crummy divorce and, and I, you know, my ex even had an affair on me. And so I'm, I'm doing the forgiveness practice, which I'll link below. It's a seven day mastery practice. That's brilliant to help clean out things, but I'm doing this practice and while I'm doing it. So when you don't forgive someone, you literally create a cord of energy from yourself to that person and you're forever tied to that person, that entity, that experience, that organization, whatever it might be, with a cord. And you guys are sharing energy because it's due to the lack of forgiveness that's tying you together. And so the minute you do the forgiveness, that cord is released and you're both free. And so as I was doing this forgiveness practice more than once, it, the cords would go free and I would instantly get like a text from someone Mm-hmm. And it was this person that my ex had an affair with. I immediately got a text from her when I released her and it was an accident. She didn't mean to send me one, but um, that would happen often. That's how I always mm-hmm. knew like, oh, I did it. Good. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> yes. And that's beautiful. Look at what you helped free in her by simply putting yourself first and releasing the old story. And sorry, I have a cold, so I'm that's okay. uh, releasing the old story that you have a right to be offended and a right to be hurt. You do, but you have a right to be free and only you can make that choice. So well done. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Agreed. So oh, I wanted to say Sammy again. Um, That's okay. <laughs> you know what? That's I'm amazing, right? <laughs> you know what? I wore my moon mala today nice oh my goodness I didn't even think about that I don't wear it all the time but I put it on I don't know subconsciously knowing that I was <laughs> gonna be with you so. yeah see that's that that's that more expanded consciousness we were out there yeah. talking to each other yeah 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 well and you see that often it's so funny when um 
two people are getting together to go do something and they show up with the same color shirt on or the same hair or whatever. It's the the parts of them energetically that are already meeting outside of the conscious mind. And then you come together and you're like, ah, how did this happen? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yep. No coincidences. No coincidences. No. So do you have any more... Um, any more tips for us and how we can create an amazing 2023? You know, I think that the primary focus that I'm working with the people that I work with and myself on 2023 is coming from the center of the divine feminine. And there's so much going on out there about it is the time of the divine feminine. And I want people to consider and invite them to really go within and look at what is their own internal balance. Because this isn't about a gender. This is about the energy. We all are equally masculine and feminine in our energies. And it's the time of the divine feminine because it's the time to create. Now, an individual cannot create if they're coming from stress. They cannot create if they're sacrificing themselves to make other people happy. They cannot create if not they're not living according to their true self. So the year of 2023 for me is about a, the women answering the call to become. There is a yearning within us mm-hmm. to become that which we, that we came here to become. And that starts first with tuning into your own inner voice and learning who you truly, truly are. Um, and so this year I'm, I'm doing a, everything I'm doing is centered and focused around that. If you're in the Boise area on the 21st, where a friend of mine are having, and I are having a, it's an invocation in answer to the call to the heroine's journey. And the heroine's journey is a little bit different than Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. And maybe you're familiar with that. It's the monolith. It's the mono, um, mono myth, not lith about the flow of every amazing story in history follows a flow. There is a hero who wants to escape some terrible situation, but he's afraid. But there's the call to go and become. And then he greets a mentor and the mentor gives him a weapon. He crosses the threshold and he fights the dragon and there's all of this. And the the, the man is out there to find adventure, love, and um, to conquer. For us women, it's a bit different. The, the voice from within is calling us to become. And when we finally say yes to that, just like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, we go out on our journey, but instead of gathering tools and crossing the threshold and fighting the dragon, we gather allies that too are seeking wholeness. And we take them with us. And along our path, as we cross that threshold, unlike the hero, we realize that the dragon isn't external, it's internal. And we go within. And we find our own true self and we find our own truth. And through that, we help others go within and find their own truth. And together, we all come home with that great boon, that great empowerment that we can then share with the with the world. So if I could give anybody, especially women, a tip for this year is find a way to find yourself. Now, all paths lead us home and all paths are different and unique. So Listen to your own inner voice about what resonates with you. Find the teachers, mentors, coaches that will help you discover that you are your own guru, teacher, mentor, guide, student. This is the year of you. It isn't the year of following. It's the year of leading, but leading from your true, authentic self. 
So if you haven't done a practice, if you don't have a practice of tuning into your own innate voice, I would spend more time in silence and asking yourself, ask a question, not, not um, what do I need to do in the next hour, but what are some of the questions that are needling at you? Go into your deep silence and wait for the answer to that specific question. And it's kind of like the kindergarten level of building your own internal language and learning to hear your own innate voice. And that can come in many, many, many forms and in many, many, many paths. But just trust that when you develop your sense of discernment, you will never be led wrong. And you will always know what the next right path is. So if you haven't worked with somebody, find somebody that resonates with you. Be very, very specific who you spend your time with. Be very specific. This is the year of you. And we, like Jerry referred to, every time we have a connection with somebody, there's an energetic cord. Be careful who you're attaching your energies to. If you haven't learned the, the, the skill of cord cutting, it's super simple. Have the intention of cutting the cords. I just I do it in public. So I'll just do like this, just a looks like I'm brushing my hair back, but I'm really just going from my root chakra all the way up and cutting cords. If I don't have an engagement that I like, I cut the cords. I have an engagement I do like, I cut the cords. I want to be firm in my self-sovereignty. Yeah, good information. Yeah. I'm loving all the comments. I Maybe. know. Yeah. I, I want to do a quick shout out and say hi to Sarah and Angela and Gary and who else? I think that's it for now. So glad you guys could jump in and join a conversation. Um, I, I do like the comment you made about um, finding teachers that aren't taking your power, right? Yeah. Um, because that is really one of the warning signs for 2023 due mm -hmm. to what has all happened in the different dimensions. Um, there's a huge, huge level of spiritual activism which has a lot of anger to it. People who are on the spiritual path, but yet they're angry at others who are on other spiritual paths, right? Which yes. is not very, not very enlightened. <laughs> and then there is, there is a new field of energy created that wasn't here before called spiritual arrogance, oh, where yes. many of the spiritual teachers got to a level that they think they've made it and they stopped working on themselves and started giving, getting a following and is a really taking energy from people. And there's a, so many of those out there. That would be a warning sign for 2023. Be careful who you're following. If you don't feel like you're in charge of you <laughs> or you're giving your power to someplace, someone else, be really careful um, the path that I'm on, the yoga of self-ascension doesn't do that. It's a great path. And um, it's all about empowering your trust in yourself, like you talked about. It's all about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, be mindful and, um, um, and, and be mindful, too, as well about the teachers. Like you said, the people you hang around, the food you eat, the, you know, the energy that that you're allowing into your experience because it's going to all, it all manifests into your life experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's a time for purity and it's not the religious purity. It's the purity of the soul 
and the body and the mind. And your path to that will be very distinct. But you know, you know your truth. The truth of you has been speaking quietly from within since the moment you came into this body. You used to hear it very, very clearly and follow it. Kids do that. Right. We just got trained into silencing it. It's still in there. Trust that when you ask your higher self to speak your truth and set your intention to listen to it and to hear it, that you will hear your truth. And it may be a little confusing at first, but you have an amazing spirit of discernment. You have all of these powers within you that you just haven't accessed and used. But boy, in this energy right now, in this energy at this time, the moment you set your intent to ascend your consciousness and to come back into your true self, into your power of love, nothing can stop you. And, the, and your power to articulate your own truth and feel in, at home in it will happen so fast, it might make your head spin. But it's the <laughs> best way to have your head spin. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, we're at a time where literally you can command and and it's such a command instantly, like um, command what you need, command an experience, command, you know, visualize it, see it, know it. Um, oh, my goodness. I, I'm As I'm telling you this, I'm thinking about how I went for a walk today and I, I just moved and I've had so much going on and I'm getting ready to leave for Christmas and I'm trying to prepare my house and I've got three people showing up today to work on things and I have a ton of garbage out on the side and I don't know the garbage rules here. We have compost, we have um, recycling and we have regular and I just had furniture moved into my house with great big containers and I hauled it all out to the side of the road, hoping the garbage man would take it and I woke up and he left half of it. All the big boxes, all the styrofoam and I just went crap. Now what am I going to do? It's too big to fit in my car. I've got all these things going on. So I'm out on a walk and I'm like, Jerry, why are you forgetting that you can't command this? So I just stood there for a second and commanded that all this garbage would be taken care of for me effortlessly. So I come back home and I've got two handymen in my house working on things. The same time the doorbell rings, I go to it and it's my neighbor. And he says, Jerry, maybe you don't know the garbage rules. You know, let me share them with you. And you know what? Let me take care of those big boxes and stuff for you. I have some extra stuff and I have a scissors and I'll cut them all up. You have to cut it all up and put it into your trash can. Oh, my so, gosh. Oh, my. I, I just the ding dong just went on because my day has been so fast that I didn't even see that miracle. But so all I did instead of worrying about it i stood there and commanded what i needed and it just sh literally knocked on my door <laughs> oh that's beautiful that that's beautiful and you know you you one of the most powerful things i'd like to share with your audience is you know that the, the quality of your questions and because our conscious mind is a meaning making machine it can only regurgitate that what's put in it now it can reformulate that's what's put in it, but it can't come up with anything new. So when we hit a block, we have something frustrating like that. If we ask ourselves why, your conscious mind is going to come up with all sorts of reasons. None of them are going to have going to be true. They're going to feel true. They're going to feel real. 
But if we ask ourselves, how could it get any better than this? What could possibly be an opportunity I'm not seeing? You know, so, so for you, you're like, oh, well, what if I did command it like I know that I can? It's just taking that moment and, and, and stepping back and saying, how's a different way of looking at this? Because the things that are, gonna, that are coming at us are coming at us so fast and it's so easy to respond out of habit, but set the intention of just asking a different question will help then. You, that's when the opportunities to see come alive. Right. Well, and the habit is that we're victims, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that would be the density role. Things are happening to me. I I had no 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 creation energy in this. It just happened to me, therefore I'm a victim. And so that habit has been in place for how many years until you realize it, right? Certainly more years than you're aware that you're a creator. So yeah, how many and, lifetimes has that and how many, been? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many lifetimes? I mean, we are carrying on habits that we created thousands of years ago. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right? So even me, I mean, I've been very aware that I'm a creator for 10 years, but still that the old habit of, oh gosh, how am I going to take care of this? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm a creator. Here. I can just call in what I need. And so it, it is, it's very easy, especially when you have a lot going on to default to the old way, whatever that would be, you know, the poor me or, <laughs> or I don't have enough or the, you know, whatever it is. And so to remember everything that we speak comes from a story, but whose story is it? Yeah. Is it the story of your soul or is it the story of your past? Yeah. Or the story of your, your unhealed ego. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. So one more thing, Moon, um, just because I love it so much. Um, I want to, I want you to share with everyone, tell everyone what the first thing you did after you lost your arm. The, the, the like first win first. Well, this is what I'm getting at. It's like the one thing that that everyone would think you would never be able to do. Ah, yes. You're like, oh, I'm going to do the impossible because I lost my arm. Yep. So yes, I have I have one arm, and I never knew how to have fun. Never was allowed to have fun. It was work, work, work. So I was I was a drag. Once I lost my arm, I decided to just try all sorts of stuff and just have fun. And by chance encounter, I met a man that uh, started asking me about my background. I was like, yeah, he's like, do you hunt? And I was like, yeah, you know, I have. And he's like, bow hunting? And I was like, you know, two hand minimum for that. That's what I was taught. Never have shot a bow. And this guy showed me how to shoot a bow with my mouth. And I got hooked. He also was a three-time Paralympic archer. And he he told me something. He's like, you know, he said, the difference between an average anybody and anything and a champion is how strong you are between the years. How, how much mastery do you have over the story that goes in your head? He said, because archery is like life. It's a competition with yourself. And that really resonated with me. And then he put a challenge forth. He goes, you know, The Paralympics, 2016 Paralympics, are in 19 months. If you do everything I say, I bet you can make history as the first woman to compete for the United States in the Paralympics. And I was like, you're on. 
And so for 19 months, I did nothing but shoot archery. And I had, this was in December of 2014. And I had until May that year to make the national team. Now, granted, I'd never shot archery before, but I dedicated and set my intent to make the Paralympics. And so I made the world, the national team in six months, the world team in eight months. And 19 months later, I had earned a slot to represent the United States in the Paralympics. And so I, I went and shot in Rio de Janeiro in 2016 games. And it was freaking fabulous. Yeah, I know why you came in with a feminine body this time around. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> world needed that empowered feminine energy right now to rise up through this masculine energy. <laughs> Yep. Yep. And it has been such a challenge, a beautiful challenge to release that value that I placed so much on masculine energy. It's where I got my whole identity. I, I, I was too afraid to be a woman. I didn't know how it was scary. It was overwhelming. It was intimidating. And I have since learned to love my feminine self, that creative self, and I've fallen in love with just women in general. You guys are all amazing. That and I'm so, self, I'm so right? grateful that my soul decided to come in as a woman for this one freaking last hurrah during this time. <laughs> here, here, right? <laughs> well, here's to a great 2023 for everyone. And in, in yeah. just some, if I had, I'm going to have you give some parting words, but if, if I had to, give a parting thought in 2023, it would be, you know, keep your focus on where you want to go and mm -hmm. see what you want to be there, not what is there. And see everything as a reflection, go in and take responsibility for everything, clean it out and keep creating and keep seeing everyone at their highest and yeah. find spiritual family, people that can support you there is that out there. So it's mm -hmm. so important to have support in this way of being to keep you strong and to keep you going. Yeah. Sammy. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Moon. Sorry. Moon, <laughs> Moon Sammy, Mel, Mo, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, what we're all challenged with right now is identifying the habits that don't serve our highest outcome. So a simple focus for 2023 is discover, write down, identify embrace, forgive the habits that don't serve you and set your intent and stay so focused on your intent. Even a, a simple exercise is setting an alarm clock every hour of the day and saying, what is my intent for this hour? And I'm, am I operating in my intent and focus on your intent so much that your intents become your new habits. I love that. that. Be, yeah. Love yeah. That. And if you need any, any help with that, you can find me at, um, moonwalkerlife.me. And I have an amazing event that I'm holding in Ecuador for a women in February. So if oh, you want to find out more about that, and it's all about finding the true you and putting yourself first without all of the guilt ladies. Girl, we have to talk after this. How did I not know you were going to Ecuador? I have the uh, perfect place for you to have an event. Do you? Well, talk to me because I, I've already got it set up, but I want to have another one in June. And the reason I chose Ecuador is because it's right there on the equator. Yes. And there's some really, because it's, it's quantum physics, right? Everything, if you, if you want to really fast track your conscious ascension, learn quantum, learn the quantum aspect of yourself. 
And so right there on the equator where the energies are more balanced is an easier way to find your true self. I just like the metaphor of it as well. But yes, we will be talking. Okay, right right when we get off this show in two seconds, we're going to continue this. Offline. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, everyone, well, thank you so much, Moon. This was great. I'm glad to have you back again in a visual form of um, live streaming as opposed to podcasting this way. So yes. much more fun and interactive. And thank you all of you in the chat. It was so much fun to have you all here joining us too. Angela, Sarah, Gary, uh, Road to Go Vlog. I really appreciate you guys tuning in and I hope to uh, meet your souls face to face someday. Absolutely. So have a fabulous week, everyone. Namaste. Thank you for listening in to Light Laughter and Lattes. It has been my honor and pleasure. Please visit jerryhab.wix.com and check out my services and my packages. I work with people in person and from a distance, and I also give free 15-minute consultations. And so until next week, may your week be filled with light, laughter, and a whole lot of love. <laughs>